Yo, yo, Atlas, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Nice, nice. Ladies and gents, welcome to MD Podcast. By the time you guys hear this, this will be... Uh, before we get started, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting Season 1 all the way through Season 7. And by the time you guys hear this, this will be Season 7, Episode 9. And mm. um, ladies and gents, like, uh, I always look at my music career... Uh, <laughs> I definitely had one before the pandemic started, and when after the pandemic was done, I, I definitely had a second win in my life and in my career. And I met another group of MCs that I started building with, and, and and I, you know, they're important to me because they inspired like the next chapter. You know what I'm saying? Like when the pandemic ended, I felt like everybody was in the same ground level, like we're all starting up again. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm. uh, I started, if it wasn't for Mike Hempstead, I want to give a shout out to Mike Hempstead. I probably mm-hmm. would have never shared the bill with this cat right here. I've been seeing him in the Orange County dis- uh, circuit. Um, I've shared the bill with him. One of the illest MCs freestyling off the top. And not only um, he's an MC, but he's also a podcast host of two different podcast shows. One in his IG Live, he has a show called More Interviews. And he's also the host of the the Pace Podcast, um, and he has a new EP coming out. Well, as a matter of fact, it's already out on Bandcamp. It's called "While You Are Waiting," and it has five joints on that. And ladies and gents, without no further ado, we got my homie Advis in the house. What's up, dog? Yeah, what's going on, brother? Man, thank you for that, my G. Man, shoot, it shouts out to you, man. One to seven seasons, man. Shoot, longevity right there, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, I want to give a shout to you for being able to balance both hats, being an MC and also having your own podcast and your own platform where you throw, where you have MCs on and you really give them an in-depth interview at this. And thanks for yes. giving me one and having me on your show, you know? And that was, a, that was an honor on my part. So again, thank you for your time on that. One thing I like about Advis is that he will really listen to the catalog and he'll really question you about the songs you wrote and the lines you said. He will really quote your bars on the interview. Um, mad props for the preparation that you do for your work, man. Yes, yes, man. It's a great thing, man. And delving into people's art is like, why not? Why not? Advis, I ask all my guests, where were you born and raised? So I was born and raised in Hawthorne, California. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you recall how f- your family ended up migrating in Hawthorne? Um, you know, did mom and dad meet in Hawthorne, or you know, do you know? For for that that trek, uh, mostly to be truthful, I don't really know much about my dad. Um, mm-hmm. He left when I was very very young. So I remember mostly just um, me and my mom, uh, family, we we migrated, of course, backtrack way went. Grandmother, godmother, all of them, they all lived in many different areas throughout LA County. And then till later on, they settled. My grandmother settled down in Hawthorne slash Inglewood. She's on that borderline. So that's where at least my grandmother did and then for me and my mom we lived in an apartment complex in areas near Del Air. Now that I remember is around Del Air area, which is very close to also the borderlines of like Hawthorne, Londell, Lon- um, all of them, etc. 
but mm. yeah, I didn't get to move to Hawthorne until about '97. What do you remember about the community of Hawthorne, childhood or adolescent years? In in those years growing up, it it really did speak to the nickname of the city of our city, which Hawthorne is the city of good neighbors. I really got to experience, um, you know, some good neighbors. Of course, I had some here and there that I didn't get along with. But for the most part, there wasn't necessarily, like, complete hate. <clears throat> a lot of it was just oh, getting to hang out with kids, play soccer, ride our bikes. We wanted to have sleepovers. When people had their parties and stuff, they was inviting everybody over. The only thing we did not get to do, which I wish we, we would have done, was... Uh, Block parties. We didn't get to do block parties, but those are a lot of things I do remember. Nice. As far as you can recall, what was your first introduction to hip hop? Was it a song that you heard? Was it a music video that you saw? Like, what was your first introduction to it? Man, my first, my first notable, so notable to like make me remember really was a lot of the times I would hang out with my uh, my aunts, uncles, grandmothers, moms, and, you know, just family, and they would be just playing music. And a lot of, a lot of Tupac was being played, so I remember much of that, as well as, I know we said hip-hop, but they had a lot of soul music, a lot of R&B, yeah. also played around the house um, from Chico to Barge. From Ashford and Simpson, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It, there, there is so many other artists that was played along with hip hop, but like the few to say again really was a lot of Tupac. I'm getting to hear a lot of the, you know, the Hot Boys and things around Juvenile in that era, along with like the Commons and a bit of Eminem here and there, but. That's really like, like the earlier on, like notables of what I'm hearing. Nice. As far as like, who was the first MC that really had an impact on you? Like, man, I want to do that. Like the first MC that you were like, just blew your mind and changed your life, you know? Hmm. So, one of the first to, to at least do have that type of impact on me, a lot of them came from watching or <laughs> listening to playing different video games exactly mm. so like shots out to again tony hawk's whole series all the um pro skaters in in american wasteland and stuff that introduced me to things of that sort so a lot of video game soundtracks including um space gem as well too so getting to hear a bit of coolio salt and pepper number of different like folks on there i'm doing their thing i will also say shots out to big daddy kane because one of the songs i used to rap from him was ain't no ass stepping mm, nice like, like on the real <laughs> what was the first album that really affected you change your life that you bought with your, that you bought with your own money or or had to beg mom to save up the allowance money to buy mm, all right so now I remember I got I got four in particular. One of the first ones that I can recall buying just from my own money was able to save up and get it was Commons B album. 
classic. Uh, so that was that was one of them for sure. Um, another that was gifted to me two times from the same aunt, actually. One it was Tyler, it was Tyler Pauly's eardrum, and then the <laughs> other one was uh, EP from Propaganda. I'm titled I Am Not um, Them. I got that. That fucking Tyler Pauly yeah. album, man. Say something. Bruh. Say something. Say something. You already. Yo, know. everything, man. Oh, everything, man. That shit. That was the last great quality album. I'm sorry, quality. That was the last great quality album. I love I love me a bit of some some gutter rainbows. I like gutter rainbows a bit, you know. Yeah. Got, got Sean P. Little few folks up in there too as well. So I mean, just here and there. But I hear you, my man. And then. Then two other ones that I didn't even get to speak on, they and they actually tie in together with each other, was some of my earlier CDs that I really bought bought too was um Lincoln Park mm. brought me I brought me um I don't know how many times I brought Meteora over and over from Lincoln Park mm. so shots out to Mike Shinoda which then I bought his Rising Tide album for um Fort Minor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the, those few albums. But yeah, notably with hip hop, for sure that Common album. That Common B album was like, at the time Kanye West was was at, was at its peak, super yes. hot and just super. Um, he was really, he was the industry's hottest shit at the time, dog. Like at its yeah. peak, and Jay Dilla got a chance to produce half of that. And you know, besides the Illmatic album. It, that album showed me that you can make a great album under 15 songs and, and that common album was 11 joints mm. and the Illmatic was 9 right yeah. Illmatic was 9 songs right yo am I tripping isn't Illmatic 9 songs Bro, we might have to <laughs> double check on that I'm not even on my hands of like what that is let's see real quick yeah, oh, I'm sorry, 10. Elmatic was 10 joints. Okay, close, about close. To say. Yeah, but close. still, but still under under that amount. Elmatic was 10 joints and B was 11. And it was just, that was Commons, one of Commons' best work too. Um, At what point did you start writing rhymes? How old were you when you, when you wrote your first rhyme? I was in the fifth grade. Wow. Yeah, in early. the fifth grade. Yes. It started early. Mm-hmm. As we should. Yep. Shouts oh. out to my brother. Shouts out to my brother. Um Rubber Ducky Russ. Ah, nice. At, at what point did you start saying the rhymes out loud? I know you were writing it in fifth grade, but when we when did you really start saying this in front of people? When you know you want to hear it? You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. That's that's a big step for an MC dude. You're right about that. So, with like saying at least rhymes and not performing, because performing wise, I got to do that earlier on because um, I used to be in the choir at my church. So, I used to have solos and things of that sort very earlier on. But when it came to the bars and stuff that I wrote and got to share, 
is really more so did a lot of that in high school. We would get mm. in ciphers. We would get in ciphers in elementary school and middle school because of shots out again to my brother Rubber Ducky Russ. We would go in there and like to battle with each other back and forth, but we never battled with like words and rhymes that we wrote down. It was more so a lot of it was kind of off the top. Let me see what you're wearing. So this is your brother, like your blood brother. You would battle your brother. So this, I say brother, because in my particular case, I say I am, <laughs> I am an only child. But like to me, a lot of this, when you've built so long with somebody for such, yeah. you know, that time, like for me, that's family yeah. right there. So that's why I call him my brother. He knows, he knows. At the end of the day, he the reason, he's part of the reason why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. So that's why I always gotta give him his, um, his respect and his flowers. Uh, that's beautiful. There's always somebody that influences us, whether they know or not. You know. Yes. Yes. And there's always somebody that we looked up to mm -hmm. that that made us do it. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll be friend if I didn't say I looked up to other MCs that was older than me when I was young. You know. Um. Let me ask you this: At what point did you start recording your rhymes with with attempts to put it out? Hmm. So I started recording actually like end of ninth grade, early tenth grade. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of friends. Oh, again, my friends, city of good neighbors. Some of my friends um around around the block and in the area. I started hearing that they was over here getting on songs, putting it up on YouTube, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, wait, how are y'all recording? And then one day my friends are like, all right, man, just come over. I got got you. And that's actually one of the first, first songs that I wrote specifically to be recorded. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you something, man. Out of all the hats you wear, the podcast host, recording, performing, which one do you find yourself enjoying the most? Mm. The one I really do enjoy the most if we're in a process is the process of like making the song so i love recording mm. for sure yeah if it, but if it comes to you know interacting with other people i for sure like doing the the podcasting when it comes to the more interviews or what's the word wednesdays or like speaking with folks and you know being able to share thoughts perspectives and build as a community for sure uh being a recording artist, I think it's also a skill. Mm -hmm. Like, have, like just like getting better on stage, performing on stage, and the, the more you do it, the more you get better at it. I, I feel the same way about recording, right? Mm -hmm. It's it requires two different kind of energies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, if you care about your craft and you're a perfectionist, as we all should be, because we're artists. Like the the studio can drive you crazy. Yeah. Right. It definitely can. If it you can make you crazy. <laughs> I know I'm crazy. There's so much that can be I mean done and especially if you're very nitpicky about what's happening, what's going on, each mm -hmm. piece and part before you know it, you done messed around with a track for like a couple of days to a point you're like, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Some yes. people, it depends. Like you overdo the process. And it's like this, right? To my fellow artists listening out there, especially the youth, uh, there's this word called vision. Mm -hmm. 
and you got to have that vision before you even step inside the studio and what i mean is you got to have a clear <laughs> you got to have a very clear picture on how you want it to sound yeah it's not even about what the engineer thinks it should sound not nah, dog it's about how you want it to sound <laughs> and you're paying the engineer to make it sound like that yeah you know Go ahead, but what's your take on recording, bro? And what are your what's your favorite part about recording? Man, it's the my favorite part of the recording is literally being able to hear it come all together. And yeah. also also the even the unappreciated or just random moments that like you might record something that you like I'm gonna get rid of that, but later on you come to find out, oh, that actually fits somewhere. So, like for example, I had a, I did a track um a while back, a long while back, where I was doing it over and over and over, multiple takes because of the fact that it was a different type of flow. I was trying to go super fast when, right. before I wasn't practicing a lot of that, and I got I got frustrated for a quick second, and I did a, a, a just a random grunt into the mic. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why do I? I pitched it, changed it up a little bit. And for the rest of that that particular song, literally, I just put the grunt in the background a little bit. So it just created some ambiance, like while I'm doing the song. And I thought it was, thought it just added to it. But it was about being a savage. <laughs> yeah, man. And I think random ideas will also hit you in the studio as, as yes. you go along. And you got to go with that too, you know? Mm hmm. All right, yo, Avis, we're going to take a little break. All right, I'm going to hit you back. All right, brother, sound good. All right, peace. Peace. Yo, Avis, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, much better. All right, cool. So we're going to pick up, right? So I ask you, um, which one do you find yourself enjoying more, re recording or performing? Hmm. To be truthful, I do a lot more recording than performing, so I would definitely say recording right now. Mm, interesting. Um, do you love, do you enjoy performing, though? Do you, do you like live shows? Do you, do you find yourself, like, looking forward to live shows? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely do. I have, bro, I be having a lot of fun when I do it. I think what I'm learning as I'm performing a lot more is... I like to make sure that if I'm telling people to come out and support, I don't have them waiting. So like when I have a set time, I have my set time. That's my that's my only feeling when it comes to performing. But if I go and perform and nobody knows who I am and I'm just, we good. Yeah. Now, before we get into your new EP, yeah. I want to talk to you real quick about your role as a podcast host. And, yeah. um, and really dope, you have this, um, either it's weekly or monthly show on your IG and you got your own podcast besides that yeah. um, what's the difference between the two the IG show and the podcast show so for the shows that I do whether if it's what's the word Wednesdays or more interviews interviewing people and the Pace podcast honestly the out of the three my favorite to do is the more interviews because mm. I've gotten to that point where 
I got I've gotten used to the formula of being able to ask questions and really formulate and make specific questions around the artist so that I selfishly can get to learn more about them that I didn't know while at the same time I'm just being able to create a space and just almost like if we just chilling back relaxing but we're really getting in depth sometimes on questions but the difference between um interviewing and then being a host of a show I would say um, there's similar skills that apply but with being uh, a host of a podcast show it's really also learning not just the flow and tempo, but being able to um, keep up with keeping people's attention and really keeping, yeah, just honestly, just really the flow of what I think about when it comes to podcasting. Plus, I do, you do it, I do it. The one that I'm doing now with the Pace Podcast, I haven't done it in a long while, but it was more so I would record an um, episode in mind of like who will listen to it, not like if it's live. The live portion is what makes a lot of things easier for myself, but like when it's just something that's just been recorded and you put it up, it's like you have to anticipate that feeling. Right. What are you learning about the artists you've been interviewing on the more interviews? I, I've been part of, I've been a part of it, and yes. I noticed that you'd be getting some people from from really out of town, out of state. And um, uh, what are you learning about artists as you interview them? What, what are some of the things you notice about us? <laughs> a lot of a lot of similar trends is again, like you were saying earlier on about being introduced to music like a lot of you were introduced very young to music in different aspects and another thing that i was i had started to notice it was a trend is that if you didn't start in music you started doing some type of poetry or writing yes 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 and like i was just like dang wow a lot of people and then for some folks i noticed when it came to their childhoods a lot of people moved around so that's what also added to like their experience as an artist of why they would like to create and why they don't not only necessarily stick to one style but they're comfortable with just putting wherever they want to because they moved around a lot as a kid and what are you learning about yourself as a host um as you do it i'm, I'm learning oh, go ahead Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just, you know, what are you learning about yourself as a host of, of either shows? Do you enjoy it? Do you find yourself like, man, I can... <laughs> for the more interviews, like I said, yeah. that's really... that's For more interviews, I really do get a lot of joy from doing that because of the fact that it's almost... That it is that we're building relationships... And we're also, I'm also creating a network of other folks who's been on there so that any of us can tap back into that, not only as a resource, but being able to use it as a living memoir. Like, again, for me, for those who don't know, More Interviews, it stands for Memoirs of Our Real Experiences. And it, it just really is another piece of information and a memory that you can have out there. So um, what I'm learning is that I like to be a part of the community. I like to be one of the voices to help build in some way, shape, and form in the community. Yeah, brother.
yeah. is that he will really listen to your project too and um yes he'll quote rhymes from it and he'll remember which song he remember which track he got on the repeat yes he'll really study the music take it for granted like you really prepare for the interview so bad props yes so yo let's talk about your EP man you got five joints while you're waiting uh, talk about the five yeah you can hear me hello can you hear me yo yeah, that's it's very cool. difficult, but I will. Like? I'll say this: the song that sparked the whole project actually is the last song. Yes. Uh, so. Why is that? So. And this is a little piece for other people too. I actually have another another project that was slated to be dropped this time, but because how life was going on, it was happening. It wasn't ready it wasn't the right time to put it out so i lost a lot of inspiration to really want to write i just wanted to be because i just was doing the podcast i was interviewing people got a new job then got into a car accident had all these other things that just started to pile up that i was like eh, i'm kind of cool on making music right now but right. but shots out to to the brother big Torin. love that brother that was the last brother on my interview four more interviews and after we had our interview when we had a um, a a session after for two hours where we went back and forth just showing music showing some beats and things of that sort and from that interaction it inspired me and gave me energy to go ahead and I was like man I feel like creating something and Mm -hmm that's where the song go came from and it was really a reminder to myself that when you're ready to create you'll create don't worry about rushing and if somebody's telling you you need to put something out just to put something out you don't need to put it out Mm -hmm. i think life um takes its own form and uh you know when you're ready to put it out yes and you know when you're not you know and um you also know when something's ready to be put out (laughs) yes you know what i'm saying and i think deep down inside an artist's heart we also know when it's not ready to be put out yet Mm -hmm. we know um so five joints tell me about the production of this of this EP. who did you reach out to for production or who did you work with as far as producers a lot of it's in home man i've literally produced the whole project myself so you made the beats for this yeah i made the beats for this how long you been making beats at this more seriously 2015 16. wow i gotta hear the beats man we we gotta we gotta link up i gotta hear the beats too dude and you know what i'm gonna be honest uh, when we get off the podcast, I'm definitely gonna dig into EP, bro. Uh, yes. And, um, and you know, I just I've been really following your career as a, as a podcast host too. Like, I, I love the interviews you do, man. But I really gotta dig into this EP. Oh yeah, brother, man, take your time. I'm not even worrying about it, man. Shoot, I'll be chilling while I'm waiting, man. Five joints. Um, let me ask you this: the state of hip hop. How do you feel about it? 2023 is coming up. 
how do you feel about hip-hop music right now the industry how do you feel about like where the game is going mm. before i step into the industry on the, the on the independent and really the grassroots route man it's beautiful it's been growing heavily yeah. there's, there's so much dope talent and um, artists that are out there and so many grassroots um, festivals to display all of that talent so for me on that side is it's been tremendous growth and it's beautiful to see now when it comes to the industry there's there's it's honestly for me right now it's lackluster mm. we we still have our you know you still have you, know, you have KJ Cole and them and them doing doing their thing like they usually do. Of course, you got Griselda up in there. You have you have a few other artists that honestly I don't keep up so much with the industry. I try to because of the students that I work with, but most of it, of course, we listen and got you got your Trippy Reds. You got honestly like again, I don't really keep up much with this. So I really don't really be knowing what's going on with the industry there, but I I feel there is still a a push to still only use party music, braggadocio, you know, sexual content that's not really teaching much at all for the community and hip hop and a lot of people are pushing back on it but right now that's what I'm still mostly seeing mm. what what's your thoughts on the violence that's been surrounding the culture for a good two three years man like we 2022 was a rough year yes now that, that was, it was a bad year for hip hop as far as like keeping keeping the guns down and, and, and just keeping the violence to a minimum what's your what's your take on this dog it, it was horrible in that sense right yes it's to me it's just a continued <clears throat> a continued issue that finally has like really reached hasn't I, I won't even say right now it's reached its peak yet it's honestly still happening and what's going on is are people taking the time to really reconsider and be like yo we need to start really telling folks like, like yo we need to calm this down or not because Part of it too is the uptick of the use of social media and folks being able to find ways to connect with other people. And if I can get my way out of this, you know, I'm gonna do whatever um, by any means do it. But even if it's harming the next person or harming the, you know, next generation coming up, like man, hey, I gotta do what I gotta do. And that mentality, that mentality gets pushed so heavily in the music that again. Mm -hmm. When you hear a message over and over and over and over and over constantly, you hits in your unconscious to a point where <clears throat> there it is, man. That is just like, oh, it's automatic. You sometimes it's not even even think about it. It's just like automatically that vibe from the song already got you like, yo, man, I'm about to go just cause mayhem. But I don't know why I'm causing mayhem. I'm just gonna do it. Mm. <laughs> I think the issue of jealousy and hate in the hip hop community is pretty prevalent. Um, yes. And there's a lot of healing we got to do within the community. Yes. Uh, and I don't even want to list all the rappers that died this year because I may forget because there's a lot. I mean, I mean, I mean, something went down almost every week, every month. It felt like, for yeah. real, it felt like something was going down in a. Uh, hmm. From the i from the icon from the nineties all the way to the 
the to the young hip hop artists coming up in 2022. Yeah. I mean, how many how many more examples do we need to stop? Like, um, <sighs> what's your thoughts on Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion? That 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 <laughs> happened recently. Yeah, he was- mom. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, little little guest, little guest peek, real quick. Um, Hi, mom. Hi, hello, mom. <laughs> so, I will say this: I am not well informed about that situation, but ultimately, it's continuing to show the divide, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. whether or not knowing how to to properly address stuff without it being so much hate around things. Yeah, let let the due process do what it does. But honestly, I I really am um, not informed in that because a lot of it to me too is, unfortunately, is a distraction. So I try to stay away from it. Well, I think it's a shame. I think Tory Lanez is talented. So is Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. uh, He's facing 23 years for that. Um, Hmm. He got got convicted on the 23rd, on December 23rd. So I know that's not good to spend the holidays behind jail, and it makes me sad too when when these artists go through that. Um, Wait, okay, look at you. Just gave me some numbers right now. You say he got convicted on the twenty third. He's serving twenty three years, and is what year almost coming up? Yeah, oh shit! Like he's definitely facing ten years to twenty three years, and he got convicted on December twenty third. You're right, twenty twenty three. And you know what? I want to give props to Vivica Fox because when Joe Budden was trashing Megan Thee Stallion on the podcast, um, Vivica Fox stood up, you know, mm. and, and told him to shut up. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, she uh, and you're right; it's causing a division within the community itself. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> men and women. It doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be white. Man and Very women. Very true. Period, you know. Very true. Um, <clears throat> so let me ask you this. What are some of your short-term goals? Uh, no. What is what, what's one of your short-term goals you want to accomplish for 2023? For 2023, I'm going to definitely put out another project hmm. that's definitely happening, as well as I want to be able to at least perform twice as much as I did last year. So this past year, and it's not that big because I don't. I'm getting out there to start really performing now. So last year I performed at least six or seven times last year. So this year I want to try to go at least for 12 to 14. Nice. I love it. I love it. Um, let me ask you this, man. What are your New Year's resolutions coming up? If you had three. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first to say this. People could be weirded out by this. But the way I look at how the new years and things are set up at least month wise and seasons wise i personally celebrate new years um when it comes spring so that's like my mentality on it because because of spring what it represents something new bringing a fresh versus in the winter but yeah all that aside for me the things really to to work on three things one finally this time is put down all the junk <laughs> and really start eating right yeah 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 two i've been dabbling here and there but to really be more focused on um picking up spanish better Mm. 
because I've been doing it a bit here and there. I'm not going to even try any right now, but I've been working on it here and there. And then the third one really is I got to get back to reaching out to, to family, friends, and everybody again because I, I felt I dropped the ball on that I think these last two years and I'm not going to even give excuses to why but definitely to check back in with family and friends like I did before mm. it happens huh it gets, mm-hmm. it gets it, it's it's crazy how this capitalistic country will turn us into just workaholics and forget to reach out right yes um what about you, brother? We'll throw it back to you. What about you? <laughs> For 2023, man, um, I got some more healing to do. <laughs> mm. um, I need to learn how to forgive more. Mm. I have to learn how to forgive. That's number two. Yeah. And number three, I got to take care of my mental health more, man. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if I have a job or not. It doesn't matter if I work out or not. But if I'm not taking care of my mental health, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, it can be fragile, you know. Um, yeah. I got my I, I got my issues and I got my problems too. So it's tough. Um, I feel like there's not there's not enough support group for men. Yes. That's going through it, you know. Very true. Um, what's the role of mental health in hip hop, and is it underplayed? I know Charlemagne the God's been advocating for it a lot more, but what's the role of mental health in hip hop, and and are we are we treating it? Are we even looking into it? Or are we ignoring it? I will definitely say we are ignoring it because yes, we are because of the continued plays of the message, like mm. w- the es- the true essence of hip hop. Me and you know back way when. It was all. It was also to give. It's mostly to give social commentary about what's going on around them. So awareness. It started with that awareness of bringing about the social ills, whatever political ills and things that were happening, and being able to not only broadcast that, but once you broadcast that, being able to have people listen and maybe even provide like solutions. Being able to like, how are we gonna do this? I mean, back way when I know there was a, a mega. A mega group of you know rappers, MCs, and artists came together, and they did that whole you know self destruction. You know, KRS One, all of them. I always remember that particular song when I'm thinking about what's going on now. Um, and I'll say, as much as like you say, I don't like to always keep putting people in boxes, things, and stuff of that nature. But that's really where a lot of that was geared towards the you know the social consciousness, like more like quote unquote backpack, backpacking social uh, or conscious rappers. We're putting out a lot of messages about that. Um, Shouts out to Noah James, actually. And he has a lot of that in his music where, you know, there's just songs about making sure that you love yourself. You have to go through all this and fight yourself and fight your demons. But shoot, love yourself. This is important. You got to, man. Um, Let me ask you this. Who who is inspiring you right now? Ooh, as an artist, who are you listening to that you're like, shit, hip hop is alive? Who who are you listening to right now? It's the last person that um, I listened to that just dropped project. What you think of the last the last Nas album? Oh, look at y'all! Everybody gonna be mad at me. I haven't even got to dive into any of them. <laughs> 
I've just been no. hearing people's commentary on all of it. And a part of it is because I have so many dope homies who make music too. So it's like, I'm like trying to go through their catalog and I'm missing out on all of that. So I am, unfortunately, I cannot give you a comment on that, bro. All good, all good. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think you will love it. I think you like the last one a lot. Mm. Um, let me ask you this producers who are some yes. of the producers ins- inspiring you these days oh um shots out to soundtrack mm. and not the soundtrack that works with lupe fiasco there's a soundtrack that he's actually from what i learned he was actually from here in la but now he works with um ninth wonder K- um crisis in them in the soul council so shots out to the soundtrack mm. um another producer that i listen to um is um oh gosh leotis that brother is extremely dope i just love the intricacies they really know how to when it comes to sound design the way that they design their songs it, it really it by itself this like the instrumentals would just already be able to tell a story whether it's just not just a regular loop there's literally intricacies of drops pan ins pan out certain sounds that creep in and creep out it's really really heavily almost orchestrated um and then more more um more um, recently who was i i'm listening to oh d ski the ill ego Mm. i actually shots out to um d ski as well too i hope the brother's doing well i got to um interview him surprisingly when i got to interview um definite mass which is another dope mc that he inspires me a lot as well too mm-hmm. but d skis beats are are ridiculous as well wow i love hearing these names man like there's people coming up what up, what up to definite mass um i, I want to give a shout to clockwise i think yes clockwise oh what can we cannot forget about <laughs> clockwise man that's my yeah. brother from another man he's part of the tribe um yeah the theory clockwise. has it mm. And I just want to say, like, to anybody tuning in, yo, I want to give a shout out to my Santa Ana peoples, man. All my peoples in Orange yeah. County and Santa Ana, we got some real hip hop, real supporters, and some real talent coming out of Orange County. And yes, I know me living living in San Diego right now. Sometimes I don't always get a chance to go to the Orange County events, but when I am booked for the Orange County events, it's always a great time. Um, <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Uh, where, I know you interview a lot of artists. In your opinion, what makes an artist stand out to you? Mm. Well, what what's what's the special thing about the artist that just that just stands out? What is it? Okay. I'm gonna give an example and I'm gonna let people go in, they figure this out for themselves. Mm. But there's an artist that I met back in 2017 that he's making his rounds right now. Shouts mm. out to um, O'Shea Boyd. Mm. But I will say he has a combination. So it's a it's a huge combination. But the one thing that I noticed when it comes to, to artists and their music that really captures me is, is their voice and presence. Mr. Voice and presence, no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yes. I love like, it. It's just something about how they carry themselves on stage, right? It's, yes. It's either they got it, and this is what I know about presence. It's either you got it or you don't. Which you got it. But I thank you, and you got it too. 
and I do believe that presence can be developed. Yes. Like if you start out with no stage presence, that's all right. I think as if you put some years behind it, I think you'll develop that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's voice, the art of right? MC. Mm, just the live element. Just just the live element of rapping. You have to learn how to perform live. Yes. There's no there's no way around it. Um. What's your take on? I mean, like performing live is one thing. Yeah. What's your take on voice? What makes a voice stand out to you? What is it about someone's voice? So, it just has to be different, right? It just has to yeah. sound different. Not only does it have to sound um sound different, sometimes to be truthful, even some plain voices, if it complements a certain beat and sound. Again, your voice is an instrument. So I'll think about it in the producer aspect. I'm like, your voice pairs so well on this instrumental, but I know if I place it on something else, and if you kept that same type of, you know, flow and sound, like it wouldn't mesh as well. So sometimes people really know how to pick adapt. what beats in a, yeah, and adapt and be able that complements them. While at the same time, when it comes to a different voice, it's just something again that throws people off. Like literally, um, what Jurassic Five? I keep on forgetting if it's uh Shy Tuna and somebody the dude got that deep old voice when he comes in. You got the other dudes rapping like this, and then you got another <laughs> dude just coming up. It's like, wait, whoa, what? Or you got Feral Monch just come up out of nowhere, get the you know, just doing his thing. But there's there's a lot of very key elements when it comes to just like the voice that stands out. But for me, it's really how it sounds on the beat as well as how much does it grab whether if it's a higher you know sound or if it even is a lower sound but yeah think of other yeah. examples but yeah and we haven't even gotten to the flow or like yes it's like it's like we're just talking about strictly the voice we haven't yes. even gotten to the flow mm-hmm. and, and the content of what they're talking about yes right yes and we haven't even gotten to delivery we haven't yes. even got to know. We're just talking about Ooh. the voice. Yes. Right? The voice is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to... So your voice is one thing, but do you have a flow? Do you mm-hmm. have flow? Do you have content? Yes. Do you have some substance in what you're saying? Yes. Did you pick the right beat to say that substance over? Yes. You know, it's, it's all these variables, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. And and sad, sad to say, to be a real respected artist, it comes with the whole package. I think it's a whole package, right? Yes. All right, fashion. What do you think about fashion? How does that come into play into an artist pre- into an artist presentation? I think it counts a lot. It definitely does, because then it's also a, That's a statement. Is not yeah. It's a statement as well as it's a physical manifestation of your image of the music. So if if look, it's, it'll be contradictory if you're talking about rapping. I'm killing people doing that on the block, but you over here wearing a suit. People gonna be like, wait, what? You really think you do that? So it, it has to complement what you're talking about. So I mean, I know it's sad to say, but like yeah, like you have to embody what you're speaking about to what you're wearing. Yeah, but I also think what you wear says a lot about <coughs> says a lot about you. Yeah. 
And I think what you're wearing says a lot about what statement and what image you're trying to project out there. Mm. And it also shows if you're serious about your craft or not. And then what I'm saying is, yes, if you're going to dress sloppy and dirty, you must mm-hmm. look at yourself as sloppy and dirty. Mm. And you must think that you, you. How do I say this? If you're gonna dress sloppy and dirty, I think that's how you feel about yourself and your performance. Yeah. And I think if you're gonna dress up and clean up and look a little sharper than the usual, I think yeah. you take yourself seriously. Yes. Because you're about to present the shit in front of others, fam. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh. And I know it sounds materialistic, but I think fashion is always a big, the, one of the biggest parts of hip hop. The fashion, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, all right, content. How do you yes. feel about content? Does hip hop still have some content and substance that the kids need? I, I will say this, there's, there's definitely certain artists that do. One of them mm. that actually surprised me because I try my best to be as open-minded as possible and then just not off the bat label or artist, mm-hmm. especially in the industry when they rap about things like this. But there's a, there's a few students that told me to go ahead, sit and listen to, I forgot what the name of the song was, but it was a song by Rod Wave. Mm-hmm. And throughout that song, he was talking about like how hard and difficult it is for like going through change. And he wasn't talking about he gonna kill anybody doing any of that. He was really speaking about like, this is how it feels when I'm trying to go through these changes and how some of this stuff don't actually matter because it's not helping me grow. And I was, I was, I was supremely surprised because I was already like, I've heard that name before and I'm like, I don't know if he, you know, had any content or anything like that, but I listened to it and I was like, you know what? This song is cool. I can appreciate it. The last question I want to ask, man. What's your thoughts on longevity? What's the key to longevity? In this, in this hip hop, and like, for all those who has, who's been doing it, for for example, right? If you're a hip hop artist and you're celebrating a 25 or the 30 year anniversary of your first album, you got longevity. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think 25. Yes. I think 25 years plus and you're still so for example cube two shot e40 and snoop dog yes are forming mount westmore now mm. now we all know what they did in the past right yeah we all know we all know what they've done in the past but it's doing now still yeah. that's longevity bro what, what, what do you think of longevity what's longevity to you consistency consistency right it it really it really is and i have to shout out some other folks that have inspired me and that's been Mm. on that route so shouts Mm. out to substantial Mm. another dope mc over in the um, dmv specifically from maryland he got a new album that's gonna be coming out but he literally is already 20 plus years in the game he's been celebrating his 15 already almost coming up on the um yeah, I think it was, a, yeah, he already did a 20-year anniversary of his first album that dropped, not in the U.S., but in Japan. Wow. So, shouts out to that, brother. Um, and then another brother I think of from the U.K. is Funky DL. For me, I love a lot of jazzy hip-hop stuff, so that's really the realm of people that I know a lot about. But 
Funky DL, another dope producer and MC. And this brother's catalog is ridiculous. He has at least about 20 something albums. Mm. And he's been doing this since 99. Wow. Or even before that, I should even say, because there's some stuff even before, but 99 from what I remember. Mm. I think longevity, um, you have to learn how to adapt to the game somehow, some way. Yes. Um, I think you have to adapt to the themes of hip hop that's going on, which is constantly changing and uh, staying true to yourself, but just learning how to, for example, I think E40 and Too Short and Snoop, uh, yeah, Snoop too. I mm. think they did it. They did a great job incorporating the new generation into their careers. Like, yeah. they just know. They just know how to incorporate the kids and the younger ones, you know? Because yeah. we know they're, they're in their mid-50s, but they learn how to adapt, whether it's through beats or mm-hmm. featuring newer, younger artists in their albums, right? Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree on that adaptability piece for sure. Mm. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some questions right here. All right, Go for that, it. Big Daddy Kane and Rakim. Why are you going to do this? Why are we yeah. doing this? Are we doing this like that? It's like All that. Right. I got Man, all right. The one I probably listen to a bit more is Rakim. So I'm going to go with Rakim. Uji Rap or KRS-One? Again, it's the ones I've listened to a little bit more. So I'm going to go KRS-One. Even though I love Kooji mm. Rap too. Oh, man. There's no... Cool G rap. I don't care what nobody says. You know how I know you, I you because you try to give me difficult stuff right now, man. All of them, but go ahead. Out of rock him and Nas, I know that. Yeah. But the con but the content of what yeah. rap's about. Yeah. You gotta give it up to Cool G Rap. Cool G there's rap. no there's no big pun without G Rap, all right? Like yeah. it's just that's his father right there. Um Eminem. Or Big L. Mm. That's a tough one too. Fuck. It, it. I mean, it. It definitely is because I've actually listened to both of them, but the one that's mostly been, again, in my life as a kid was Eminem. I've got a mm. lot of that from there, so I will have to go with Eminem. But Big L, my goodness, man, Big L influenced just a whole generations and generations of folks. I know there's folks still saying that Big L is that they, is their favorite MC. It's one of the best that never really blew. Yes. If he died prematurely, you know, like, I mean, wow. Uh, yeah. DMX or Buster Rhymes? You and these ones, man, I swear. Oh, man, bro. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Would I really listen to a lot, a lot more, man? Should they both in their own right? And then DMX had that run. That five album platinum run? Look. He, he, look, 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 look. I think Man. he forgot, but like, it's big. DMX was like 10 times bigger than Jay Z. It's the truth. It's just the truth. You know? Yes. That's the yes. truth. He was, he was, he was the, yo, let me rephrase this. DMX was the biggest. He was the biggest star, actually, dude. Uh, yeah. During that time, especially if you got yourself into a multiple different movies, mm-hmm. like you was in that range. If you still an artist but also an actor at the same time, yeah, man, it's hard. But yes, yeah, I'm gonna have to just go with DMX on that one. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Buster Rhymes, you know, leaders of the like new school, like bro, all that other stuff, man. Ah, it's, it's, 
you're just making it difficult for my brain right now. My rapper mind is mad at you right now, but it's all good. Uh, tribe or De La? Uh. That's a tough one, too. Why are you doing this? Because, you know, because, you know, I mean, they're both. Uh... They were all in mega groups around all the you in the yeah. same range of stuff but I'm going off of the ones that I've listened to um more of and that was I listened to more Tribe than I did Daylaw. but I have a lot of their albums mm. Wu-Tang or Souls of Mischief I've listened to more Souls of Mischief so for me right there is a little bit for me it's an easier one there is Souls of Mischief but I all love right. Wu-Tang still top three MCs from Wu-Tang top three yeah, who's your top three in Wu-Tang? Hey, I'll, go, um, I'll, go, I'll go next after you, but you first. Why are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw... All right, the three the three that already popped into my um, into my mind. Because was it... Wait, no, Lord Finesse is not in there. I'm tripping. So, um, I definitely want to say Ghostface, Raekwon, because I do also want to put Method, but then I also got mad respect for Inspector Deck. Look, my first pick is Inspector Deck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was the one that should have been more of a bigger star too. Yeah. It's never happened. I think, I think ODB and Math got a lot of attention, you know? Yeah. And, and and after them, I think Ghost Raekwon got the most attention after because there's two layers of Wu Tang. I think there was yes. super there was a superstars. It was Math and Od. Yeah. Street the the word they catered to the street, which was Ghost and Ray. Ray. Mm-hmm. But on some level, yeah. I, I say the, the number one to me is Inspect the Deck. Inspect the Deck. Number two. Is Jizza mm. <laughs> just just on mm. some pure just on some pure MC shit like Jizza, right? Yeah. Number three, I really love Capadonna. Like, mm. like, mm. um, just and I know, like, saying the saying Ghostface Array, it was like the always the politically correct answer, but the unsung heroes of Wu Tang is probably Inspector Deck. Uh, and Capadonna. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I, let me answer this, man. Before I let you go. What yes. would be your advice to the youth trying to get trying to get into this culture, especially young, a young MC coming up from coming up from Hawthorne right now? What would be your advice for them if they want to get in this game? Be a student of the game. Really study where this came from. Now you're starting to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Ninth Wonder. Now you got Lupe. All these folk, um, these folks teaching hip hop in universities and places now. So it's always important to to know where things originated and came from from the past, so that you can be able to take that information and wisdom to help guide you where you are now. And while you also do that, is really find your sound and voice. Don't don't worry about all that's being played on the radio as this right. when that happens you're able to express who you are you're able to 
do it in a more confident way so then you'll be able to talk about like we said before be more adaptable as well as be able to flow and go along with finding your voice and your content We're question is what would be your advice for the youth especially those coming up in Hawthorne right now if they wanted to get into this into this game this hip-hop culture yes three things I would tell them first thing is be a student of the game so do the knowledge make sure that you studied up on you know the past and know where hip-hop originated and where it started from so that ultimately you can be informed on how are you going to add to the culture in your own way so please do do the knowledge and make sure that you know where it came from mm-hmm. second yeah, go ahead go, no, go go ahead brother I'm sorry I didn't mean to go ahead and then second as you do that don't be afraid to experiment and find your sound and mm-hmm. even if that doesn't mean it sounds like everything else that is around it which honestly that's how hip hop started back way when suck them MCs and there was a rule of no biting literally everybody uniquely was having to create their own thing so go on that path and find your sound find your voice and not to be afraid of if it doesn't sound like everybody else's or wherever it is go through that so you can hone it so then that three you can be able to tap back into like what we talked about before you'll be able to find that content, find that adaptability and be able to be consistent in what you're making because ultimately that's where you get to see that growth is you start somewhere, you build from that somewhere and as you're going along you make the little tweaks here and there to continue to grow. Mm. I think it's super important to understand where the where the culture has been. Yes. To, to understand where it's supposed to be headed. Yes. You know, how are you going to know where you're supposed to take it if you don't know where it's been at already? You know what I'm saying? Very true. Um, we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to grow for sure. All right. Last but not the least, man, for all those who are coming up that wants to have a podcast that thinks they can run a show and that thinks that, that they can do a podcast and interview artists, what would be your advice for them? Mm. First thing would end up being is learn how to be a good facilitator so do mock interviews or honestly if you have conversations with folks and you want to talk about a topic be the lead on that topic and learn how to watch the flow of what people are saying and doing so really be an active listener so then you'll know your cues when to come in and transition to bring back a conversation to maybe slow down a conversation pick it up So learn those key things. So then when you are also going in and start interviewing artists, the next thing to also do is, again, do your research, do your knowledge. Please be informed about the person that you're interviewing before you get in, because it's going to it's going to show. And ultimately, 
the more that you know, the more confident you're going to be in what you're doing. So if you already know what the artist does, what you can do, you'll have ways to create those seamless transitions because of the fact that you've gotten to at least get a, a basis of who they are while you're learning more. No doubt. Yo, Avis, I really appreciate you and your time. Thank you for doing this. Likewise. Now, thank you. Do you have any other announcements, shout outs, anything you want to announce for the peoples out there? What can we expect from Advis in 2023? Mm. Before I do that, man, got to give love and respect to the brother Marlon D for having me on and really just being there when we first connected and just being a real one from day one. So I got to give you your love and your flowers and respect. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Man. And what to expect from me in 2023? I'm going to just put it out there in the universe and let it happen. There should be another, it should be a collaborative project in 2023 with me and another producer. I'm not going to say who just yet, but that's in the works of 2023. Um, I am going to be taking a break. So for three months out of next year, I'm just going to be honing my craft. So whatever it is and, you know, working on that mental health. Shouts out to my brother Longo. Hashtag self-care for your health care. So I'm making sure I'm getting that self-care in. But then other than that, we're going to be trying to do a lot more shows, performing more, more interviews and just continue to the content as to as life progresses. Good shit, Avis. Yes. Yo, man, I'm going to hit you back on the tax right now. Thank you so much for doing this. All right. No um, problem, brother. To all those tuning in, Envy Podcast, we did it. I love y'all. Peace, peace. Peace.